This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, a broken head, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do it. All my friends that come around, flights to flights to party, all rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, it's time to tatter. My brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4227 is our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Sounds like a plan to me. Chad Dukes versus the world will join us at 40 past this very hour. He does afternoon drive on the fan in D.C. We'll talk about Jay Gruden, the crappy Redskins, and the return of Bryce Harper for that doubleheader today in uh, D.C., right? They were in D.C., and he got a beating. They were booing him, but he hit a gigantic mammoth home run tonight, number 34. I told you, uh, what, like two two weeks ago, three weeks ago? And he had, like, didn't he have, like, 25 at the time? I said he'd hit 10 more at least. And here he is on the cusp of it, uh, 35. He's at 34. Kai still puts up huge numbers, right? Like, you can say whatever you want. We'll talk about were Machado and Harper worth their big contracts this year? Did they live up to any of it uh, this year? We'll talk about that tonight. Ken Sterling will join us. KenSterling.com. We'll talk Colts. They're looking good with Jacoby Brissett. And they got a big game with the Raiders in Indy on Sunday. We'll get into that with him. After an embarrassing loss last night, Jay Gruden says his job security is not the focus right now and does not plan to make any changes on the staff. How long will Gruden last in D.C. with the Redskins. You know the writing's on the wall when they start doing the whole, I'm not worried about my job. I'm worried about the Giants. That When they got that one, they pulled that out of the pocket. You know it's really the end of the road, isn't it? I'm not worried about my job. Of course he is. He knows it's over. But he got all that money, so what does he care? At the end of the day, every coach gets fired, you know, predominantly, right? In the NFL and college football, at some point you're getting fired. The day you get hired is the day you get fired, right? I mean, honest to God. That's all you're waiting for. That's it in pro sports and college sports, right? You don't live up to it, they get rid of you. You know, they give you all this money, and then if you don't live up to it, they fire you. It's, there's only one way out. 
I mean, well, there's two ways out. If you're a Ned Yost or a Bruce Bogey, you pull it off, right? You actually retire with class and dignity, and they uh, honor you, and then everyone else they fire, right? In sports, that's all there is to it. After not showing up on uh, Monday, saying he had the flu and still wanting to be traded, reports say Jalen Ramsey will show up to work at the Jags facility tomorrow ahead of their week four game in Denver against the Broncos. So he's finally going to show up. I guess he's going to play on Sunday again now, right? Well, he has no choice. They're not trading him. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's he's going to have to do what he's got to do, right? But they want to re-sign him. So eventually they're going to have to make a decision because he sounds like he don't want to play there. Yeah, he's not going to sign a deal there. If they could push this on and on as long as they want. Going beyond the trade deadline here this year? Then they're going to lose. Uh, probably. Panthers quarterback Cam Newton is reportedly dealing with a Liz Frank injury. That's like a broken bone in your foot. He's finished. He hopes uh, let, to, let's be fair. He hopes to rehab and avoid surgery, but it could be a while before he's back on the field. Can the Panthers keep playing well with Kyle Allen? I think he proved that he can play well on Sunday. What do you realistically think? November? You mean at best for Newton? Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, at least six weeks. You break a bone in six weeks, at least. Especially when you're as big as he is, right? So he's what, 220, 230? Right. And then you're... More weight going down on that foot. Right, he can't pound and run on a broken bone on his foot. You could tell something was wrong with him. That Thursday night game we watched against the Bucs in here. It was terrible. There was something up with him. I mean, not going to him on that... Goal line play at the end of the game. Yeah. Something was up. Obviously, you're right. So uh, it's a real problem now in Charlotte. Call in and talk about Cam Newton tonight, 855-212-4CBS. The NBA finds the Bucks fifty grand for GM John Horst talking about offering Giannis the Supermax next summer when he's eligible for it. Why is that uh, fine? You're not allowed to talk about offering your guy a deal? Well, we were just doing that, that story the other day. They want to start cracking down harder on all this stuff. Uh, you're not allowed to say before you can actually do it that you're offering him the Supermax. So we got a lot to talk about Frank Reich's funky play calling. Uh, we'll talk, as I said, about uh, Jalen Ramsey. Call and talk about him if you want. We got betting previews for this week's games. All the lines. Is Christian McCaffrey and not Zeke or uh, Saquon Barkley the uh, NFL's best running back? You tell me. 855-212-4CBS. Doug Peterson fully expects Alshon Jeffrey to play Thursday night in Green Bay. What's wrong uh, with the Eagles? And are are there reasons to panic? The Vikings are re-signing Laquan Treadwell. Because they had, uh, I guess, BB had an ankle injury, so they're bringing back a guy they got rid of, right? And then uh, are the Bills for real? We'll talk about that tonight. Carver High is very excited. Power rankings in the NFL. We got that for you. As Urban Meyer rumors swirl, what's next for Clay Helton? How long before he's the uh, head coach? Is it next year he's the head coach at USC? That'd be my bet. Uh, do you bet on Michigan this week after their uh, performance in Madtown? They're playing Rutgers in the big house. So do they get back to normal winning, or are you still ready to fire Jim Harbaugh? The Nats eliminate the Phillies today, and the fans were jacked in D.C. MLB sets a strikeout record for the 12th straight season. We'll grade the Harper and Machado contracts. Cashman explains why Yankees passed on Marcus Stroman. And 
KD expected still to miss the season with the Achilles. There had been some rumors that uh, he was going to play this year at some point or another and come back. Iggy and the Grizzlies reach an agreement. He will not report to training camp because they're going to deal him, right? He's still playing. All signs point to Nike declining to match Puma's lucrative excuse me, multi-year offer to Kyle Kuzma. Puma to soon unveil Kuzma as its latest star endorser. Should Miami, the Heat, trade for Chris Paul? Austin Matthews in trouble in Toronto, but it was actually uh, charges of disorderly conduct in Arizona after allegedly attempting to enter a, a car of a female security guard and dropping his pants allegedly as he walked away. Did he do the old moon as he was walking away? Did he give her the full glory moon? Did he... <laughs> What happened there, Carver? Right, we got a little... <laughs> Not a good scene for uh, Austin, right? Islanders looking to build on the success in year two under Barry Trotz. Hughes, Hall, and uh, Heeshire looking to lead the Devils back into the playoffs. The Rangers preview tonight. Penguins trying to bounce back after early playoff exit at the hands of the Islanders last year. Plus, uh, notable bets this week that went down. Big betting week, of course, as always. Porter embraces every challenge, including Spence, the biggest one yet. Saturday night at Staples. Don't miss Spence Jr. versus Porter at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Order now live on pay-per-view. Also available on the Fox Sports app. 855-212-4227. Later this hour, Chad Dukes versus the world. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Anyway, I don't know uh, this trade. Uh, Schefter says that the uh, Seahawks will receive a 2020 fifth-round pick from the Steelers for uh, Nick uh, Vanette. He's a nice return for a number two tight end with only 13 games on his rookie deal. And someone the Seahawks may have been inclined to let leave as a free agent, and it uh, could be a high fifth-rounder with Pittsburgh at 0-3 and playing the rest of the season without Big Ben. Seahawks... Um, are thin now at tight end behind Disley. They're saying Vanette is a better blocker than Hollister, who might be a better receiver. But there you go. Big, exciting uh, trade. Anyway, there's big games this week. The Eagles and Packers started off Thursday night at Lambeau, and Green Bay is laying five. It was four and a half now to five. The Eagles are... One and two, zero oh and one away. And do you believe that there should be panic in Philadelphia? Because I think that uh, that's probably happening as we speak. That the Eagles fans are freaking out. I would think, right? Because uh, they're losing. Uh, they're dropping passes. They got people uh, making fun of them. You saw the whole video of the guy saving babies flying out of a burning building saying, I caught the babies, unlike uh, Aguilar, Aguilar, who's dropping passes left and right. Peterson expects Alshon Jeffrey to play on Thursday at Green Bay. And uh, he said, I fully expect him and, uh, and anticipate Alshon to be available. He was limited, but uh, they're hoping that he's ready to go. Deshaun Jackson is on track to miss the game with an ab injury. You know, that guy is a great player when he's healthy for four weeks a year. Honestly, when is that guy not injured? 
he is the fastest, best receiver. He's always catching huge passes, touchdowns, everything else. And then he misses months at a time, doesn't he? He's always injured. Every single year, that guy ends up with all kinds of injuries. Ab injuries, hamstring injuries, you name it, right? He's had it all. I mean, this guy gets injured when the uh, winds change, when the sun goes down sooner. Honestly, breakfast, he gets injured. Do you think that they should panic in Philly, Carver High, after a one and two uh, start? Now, a lot of it is uh, health. Uh, The starting offense has uh, played only one full game together, and that was their win. And then everybody else, uh, you know, they talk about uh, the problems they've had with injuries and everything. But many people still believe they're one of the best teams in the NFC with uh, the Cowboys. They can't afford, really, can they, to lose this game, go to one and three? I don't think that they can. This is a spot for them, like we talked about last night. Big expectations, one of the best teams in the NFC. Falling to one and three, that'd be tough because they've got tough games coming up after that too. They need this game bad on Thursday night. Really bad. They said that they uh, should be 3-0. They they blew it against the Lions and Falcons. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Honestly, they did have a chance to win that Falcon game. The Falcons were practically handing them that game in the second right. half, that Sunday night game a couple weeks ago. Right. And they just couldn't get it done. Um, and, yeah, they could have won the Lion game. But like we always say in this they league, coulda, shoulda, woulda. You're 1-2, and two, and you're going to Lambeau Thursday night. Let's see what you got. I personally think that they can win the game Thursday night. They, they, they catch the ball, play be, play a little better. I think that talent-wise, they're, on they're better than the Packers, I think. Really? Now, they're going to the Packers' place. Packers are 3-0. Defense a lot better. But I think all in all, they're better than the Packers. So uh, they're facing the 3-0 Packers, then the Jets, Vikings, Cowboys, and Bills. They... They believe if they can escape that at, uh, at three and two, uh, then they're in a good position. They'll still have to face the Patriots, Bears, and Seahawks. But after that, um, the Giants with a rookie at quarterback, Redskins, and Cowboys twice. And lost in a mix, the Dolphins. I guess they uh, must play them as well because that's a – Pretty much, I guess, a win for everybody when they have uh, the Dolphins. Everybody's penciling that in as a win right now. I mean, literally. You know they're going to get one or two this year, though. I told you. Maybe. That December game when the Bengals come to South Beach, they'll have a a long Saturday night because they'll be awful, too. And the Dolphins will be. So they play the Bears at home, Patriots at home, Seahawks at home. They have three in a row at home early November, the third, then a bye, then the 17th, and then the 24th, which is around – I think Thanksgiving, and then they uh, start December, December 1st at the Dolphins, then Giants at home at the Redskins, and then Cowboys at home the final uh, day of the season on the 22nd of December. Uh, Check that. Uh, The final game is at the Giants on the 29th, right before uh, literally New Year's Eve weekend or whatever it is. New New Year's Eve is obviously the 31st. This game's on the 29th. So that must be uh, the 30th is Monday. The 31st would be Tuesday. And then New Year's Day would be on a Wednesday, I'm guessing, if that's the, if that's the correct dates. 
but that's who they play, and uh, they got their hands full on Thursday against Green Bay. Do you believe that uh, what he said, that Green Bay is not as good as Philly, and that Philly's going to go in there and beat the Packers, who are undefeated and have a defense that's just all over the place right now getting it done? I think it's going to be a close game, but I think going in on the road to Green Bay on Thursday night for the short week of prep, they're getting some of their guys back. They're getting, you know, Jeffrey was a full participant in practice, Goddard, uh, some of these other receivers and guys that have been banged up are starting to get back in the mix. So that'll help them out definitely. I think they're comparable. You know, obviously they're a good team. They've been Super Bowl two years ago. They were in playoffs last year. They have a lot of talent there. It's just can they stay on the field? Can they stay healthy? And can they produce? But right now I think the Packers are a little bit better. Like you said, that defense has been very solid. they got a pass rush for the first time in a long time. They have a running game for the first time in a long time. I think that's the most complete that Aaron Rodgers probably ever had as a Packers team right now. I don't know. Uh, This talk about, um, you know, right now, just hearing anybody tell me they're a Super Bowl team and that they're uh, this great team is hilarious. They lost at home to the Lions and lost to the Falcons. And I agree that they should have won those games, and they didn't. And they were down big to the Redskins. Bottom line. Bottom line. And, yeah, they were getting their ass beat by Washington in week one, and they came roaring back, and they didn't cover. But they won the game barely. Yeah, I just think that this is – they know that this is a big point in the season right here. They One and three is tough in this NFC, which has a lot of really good teams in it. I think they're going to come out, max effort, and win. big effort Thursday night, and I think they're going to win at Lambeau. Win at Lambeau. Wow. That's that's dangerous way to make a living. I You know, listen, uh, they're getting – I think uh, four and a half, five now. Philly's getting five points in that game. Vegas doesn't, like, they're just teasing you. They don't respect them the way the Packers have been playing. But that's a big number, if you ask me. I'm fine with the number. I'm fine with the money line. You love the number, getting five. You think they went out right. I do. There you go. You think they make the playoffs? I do. Still think they make the playoffs. Mavi, do you think they'll if make they the playoffs? If they win Thursday night. If they, if one they, and three could be tricky for them. Do you think they make the playoffs? I think they definitely can still. Uh, there's a lot of season left. There's only three games in. They could definitely make a bounce back run here and get back in the mix. But if, like Carver, I said, if they fall down to one and three, that's a long hill to climb. Remember this too for them when you look at their schedule. Here's the one thing where maybe one and three will be okay for them. Being in the NFC East this year, they played the Redskins another time. They play the Giants twice. Cowboys twice. And they play the AFC East. So they have a Dolphin game and a Jet game coming their way as well. So that's some opportunities to get some wins on the board. And Bills. Right. That'll be a tough game up in Orchard Park. And then I think the Bears, Pats, and Seahawks at home are brutal. Those are brutal games. Makes this Thursday a must win for them. Because I don't think they win all three of those home games. Everyone thinks that, oh, we're going to dominate in November. I don't know about that. Like, the Bears are tough to score on, aren't they? I mean, at some point or another, you have to respect their defense. You saw it last night. They humiliated Washington. Their defense is great. They've given up 15 points or less for five straight games. They mean yeah. business. They beat them there in the playoffs last year. And the Patriots, they, they're even better than the Bears. Oh, yeah. So... Have but fun they're going to have that. confidence against the Bears. They beat the Bears in Chicago in January. I think they might be able to beat uh, Seattle at home, but that's Russell Wilson. He'd give you a game. He's in games even that they lose. 
You know that, right? Did you see him on Sunday, like, trying to backdoor it? Like, just coming back, roaring back as they were the Saints were beating their ass? All right, uh, when we come back, Chad Dukes of The Fan in D.C. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, com. always striving to be the best, always improving, giving you more. com. the best site is getting even better. What do you see what we're doing to it in October? It's going to blow your mind. Better picks, better choices, better price, every sport, every day. com. sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Chad Dukes versus the world. From the fan in D.C. is back on the bench in the biggest way possible. How you doing there, Mr. Dukes? I can't. I cannot live up to that introduction, Scotty. Unless you had uh, Rick Flair walking down the aisle after that, who can live up to that? I, I need to know. Like, uh, so I'm watching that game last night, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, and literally, I just said it on the air. My shoes cost more than your house, Ric Flair. So uh, I have to say that uh, I thought, seriously, that they'd fire Gruden today. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, and what's weird about it, Scotty, is that he came out and basically, you know, I don't think he wants to play Haskins. I don't think he wanted to draft Haskins. He got into a weird, you know, wedding match about Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson where he had kind of a weird comment about, if I were going to line up in the I formation and run the ball 51 times, maybe Adrian Peterson will be up. Well, then guys get third. I think he's having a lot of stuff shoved on him right now, and he's firing back. But the firings are going to take place. It seems to be the consensus after that Patriots game. Like, they're going to let him get to pay the Patriots because they got Miami after that. And that's when you can come in and cleave his skull and fire Minuski or whatever you want to do. And if you want to turn the keys over to Bill Callahan – the guy they really love is Kevin O'Connell. He's the offensive coordinator. They think he's the next Sean McVay, but he hadn't called plays for them yet. Gruden bristled with that notion, too. So I think this is all setting up to right there you get eviscerated by New England. You got your new quarterback and your, your coach of the future calling plays, and you get to go into Miami and hopefully get your first win of the season. Do you think that uh, – because, you know, when he said he's not worried about his job, that's always writing on the wall to me. When they say they're not worried about their job, that's all they're worried about. Could be, Scotty, but I, I got to know Jay a little bit. And, I, I mean, look, he's going to walk out of town and they're going to pay him another $7 million and he's going to immediately have a job with his brother or, you know, as an offensive coordinator anywhere. He, he's done a great job of – rising above the stink of the Redskins. You know about this, Scotty. I mean, Mike Shanahan couldn't rise above the stink. Any of these guys. Jim Dorn's coaching an XFL team, for God's sakes. I mean, this team has drug everybody down, but people kind of know that Gruden is a good offensive mind. He can get wide receivers open, maybe not at a coaching capacity, but I think he's fine sitting here and guiding the ship through all these horrible issues that the Redskins have. He's done it for the past few years, and if he gets fired more, the better he gets his money. I actually don't think he's in too bad of a spot right now. Uh, you know, uh, it really is embarrassing. Not not so much him. I could care less. I think people think I have some kind of thing, uh, like uh, some kind of 
uh, fight with this guy. I could care less. I don't care one way or the other about that guy. I don't, like, you know, I called him a fat ass a few years ago. Who cares? Like, it's meaningless to me. Like, I call a lot of people names. I call myself a lot of names. And the bottom line is that, but my question is this. The Redskins, it is beyond reproach that, honestly, like, growing up, because I'm 54, and I, and I hate to sound like an old dude, but I grew up with the Redskins winning Super Bowls and, and the Hogs and just domination and just, I mean, sold out, crazy fans. Every week you had a nightmare on your hands when you played the Redskins. Now they're like a uh, punchline in jokes. I mean, they are – it is unbelievable to me how far that franchise – it is absolutely bottom feeder now. You got to tell me who the worst franchise – give me a worse franchise in football than the Redskins. And, and don't tell me the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a vision. They have a goal. Whether or not you approve of it or not, the Dolphins are doing exactly what they want to do right now, um, and they're moving in the direction they want to move in. The Redskins have never admitted that they need a rebuild, Scotty. They've never fully committed to that. They're not close to being a competitor. They lie to themselves and think they are. They're – Failing from the top all the way down. I mean, you saw what happened yesterday. They, they misspelled London Fletcher's name on the day they're putting him in the ring of honor. They had a guy steering Gatorade with a big sleeve of cups. I mean, they screw up absolutely every bit of the process. Really? You can't. Yeah, you didn't see that video. It went viral as hell. There was a big sleeve of cups stirring up. By the way, they're still mixing Gatorade in Washington, D.C. I don't think kids' soccer teams do that. They fail at everything. <laughs> That is unbelievable. Google that. You won't believe it. So what do you do? You sit there on the air in the afternoon, and uh, I can't even imagine what your radio show is like with these fans. Well, it's nuts because the Redskins have always been an 800-pound gorilla, but the Capitals won a Stanley Cup. The Nationals are going back to the playoffs for the fifth time in eight years. And, Scotty, I'm 40. I, I remember a lot of my listeners don't remember the Super Bowls. I do where you couldn't there – there was no other sporting team that you would even think about discussing. And now maybe there is. Like, people are angry for a day, and then I've, I've got to talk about, you know, wild card games. I've got to talk about the upcoming hockey season. It's very odd to see the zeitgeist shift in Washington, D.C. You saw the crowd the last two weeks. The Cowboys fans and the Chicago fans both outnumbered Redskins fans inside of FedEx Field. And it wasn't even close. I mean, we've never been this low for as long as I've been alive, certainly as long as I've been doing sports talk. Why don't they play Haskins? I, I don't care. Like this, I don't believe all this. He's not ready. Like, what does that mean? He's not ready. <laughs> I don't think Gruden wanted him. I think he wanted help for whomever. He loves Colt. And I think this is him saying, I'm a, here, I'm evaluating. The second that the front office says, you're playing Haskins, I think he's fired. And that's the end of it. So right now it's still his say, and so he's going to play Kate Keenum. It was the same thing why Adrian Peterson was deactivated week one. It was his say. Adrian Peterson was brought in by Bruce Allen in the front office. Even though he had that Pro Bowl caliber season last year for them, he was an alternate. It wasn't Gruden's call, so that was him putting his foot down. Luckily, the injury kind of brought that about, not that it made much of a difference. So I think that's his Waterloo. That's that's the last time and the last piece of power that he has. Right. As soon as he's gone, Haskins is going. Will in. they will they uh, get rid of Allen? Uh, I mean, everything you point to says no, right? I mean, he toes the company line. He's there to be a you know a bullet shield for Dan Snyder. There's no reason to believe that Bruce Allen is going anywhere anytime soon. Even though that's the first move this organization should make. So tell me about tonight. Uh... 
the and, and you know the uh, he's already been back there Harper but tonight it got or today uh, apparently it got pretty uh you know loud they were booing him and getting on him and and everything else and then tonight he hit a bomb home run uh, number 34 on the season uh they they really hate him huh is that is that the deal well, he's, you know, he left. And it's weird because I think they were ready to hate him, Scotty. Everybody, I took so many calls by everybody just saying, oh, he's a Yankee, oh, he's a Cub. And we were kind of resigned to that happening. And it, it was the Phillies, and there was no thank you to the fans until he actually was playing baseball for Philadelphia. The worm turned, and there was this thought that, well, it doesn't matter because we saved all this money, and now we're going we're gonna to use that to sign Anthony Rendon. Well, that didn't happen, and now he's going to hit free agency. And, look, it's great they made this wild card game, but you're going to see Bryce Harper for the next 12 years. And I'm guessing Philadelphia's going to go to the postseason. If you go back-to-back years losing Harper and then losing Rendon and potentially Steven Strasburg can opt out of his contract this offseason as well, it's pretty crazy how much turnover there could actually be with this baseball team for how good they were uh, in the back half of this season. Chad Dukes with us from the fan in D.C. So now uh, it's down to they have a one-game lead over the Brewers, and they're both hot. They're both winning a lot. Nationals win two today. That was huge. And it's it's boiling down to where they play that one-game playoff, right? It's it's crucial, don't you think, for the Nationals to get that game at home, or does it matter to you at all? I really don't think uh, this sounds crazy. I don't know how much it matters. What What matters is, you got to know who to start. They've already said everybody's going to be up. Everybody's going to be able to pitch. But, Scotty, it's a one, in one game, the Nationals' bullpen still has the ability to implode. They still have the ability to start Strasburg or Scherzer or Corbin, whoever it is, have that guy give up one run, and they still lose. They're, they're good. They're better after the trade deadline where they brought in some help for the bullpen. But I don't care at all. I'm in the minority about where they play. I care about the fact that – there's no rubber game. There's no makeup. If you're in a one-game scenario, I just I'm very nervous about that. With how, especially with the way that they were smashed, tearing the cover off the ball, and their bullpen would, you know, go in on the eighth inning and give up five runs, and it would all be for naught. We've just seen too much of that all season long, even when they were winning. How uh, how good are they against the Brewers? Well, I like their chances against any of those teams, as long as they don't have to play the Braves again this season. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, the Cubs, I was always worried about just because of the offense, because of the star power, and they were so good at home. If you were in a situation where you were going to have to go to Chicago, that's what all Nationals fans were concerned with. I, you know, I think they'll be fine against Milwaukee. I think they can beat Milwaukee, and I, I you know, maybe I'm in the minority. I think I already said it, but I, I don't care if it's at their barn or ours. So if you win the game, you play the Dodgers, right? Well, I think that the Dodgers are the one team that everybody's terrified of, correct? So if you win the game, you go and play them. Get it out of the way. You know, prove to everybody right then and there that you're not the same old Nationals team. They have this reputation of going out in the first round. Why not do it against the heavyweight? Why not go up there and and show everybody, hey, we're all in. I mean, their manager just was, you know, having a heart issue. This has been a crazy season for them so I actually think the best case scenario would be go in there and go up against those pitchers and go up against that team and test your medal and finally find out if we have a championship caliber national team on the field do you uh, Chad Dukes with us versus the world do you um uh, think that the Capitals will bounce back and be great again because they were great and then they let it all uh slip through their fingers it seemed and then uh but they're still a really good team what do you think they're gonna do yeah it's an interesting I, 
It's tough to say, Scotty. I mean, it was such a miraculous run, and then it was so I, – I don't want to say it was obnoxious, but to just say, yeah, Barry Trotz, we're smarter than the room. Go take your money and beat Sheiks and get the hell out of here. Here's what I, I feel good about. You remember how bizarre this past year's NHL playoffs was and how many one seeds were getting knocked out. It was just topsy-turvy, dogs and cats living together. I don't think you're going to get that two seasons in a row, and this is still an incredibly – talented team that's you know got their building blocks secured and they're chocked full of you know playoff experience now championship experience i think they can be a playoff team but i do think that was a miraculous run they were on and it was the perfect way to kind of get over that hump but i think that hump is still there this is probably you know a team that tops off in potential in the divisional round so uh last but not least i, I saw you uh because you know i follow you i'm a fan of yours do you uh you. you signed your deal and you did it on uh, Twitter, and then uh, did you feel like, uh, you know, like Bryce Harper or whatever, signing a big fat deal so everyone, you know, could see your deal? Uh, you did it live. It was almost like a kid uh, choosing his school to go play, you know, college football. Did you did you feel in that moment that you were doing that? A little bit. It was. I got, I got to be honest. It's rather narcissistic, but most things I do are rather narcissistic. You know the name of the show. Um, you know, you, we all can't be Scott Farrell and be titans of industry. Like a, a two-year deal with a company that I work for is a pretty big deal. And it's I'm a miracle. Much attention and like, it, it really is. It felt like a miracle at the time. And, Scotty, this is always fun. It was two months past when my contract was up, so I was just silently working without a contract, wondering if I was going to have to move back into a one-bedroom apartment yeah. the entire time. So yeah, it was it was a pretty special moment. Thank I've, you for noticing. Yeah, I've done the. <laughs> I've I've topped that. I did two years without one. Every month they made oh. me sign a one sheet. It was the worst. I I don't even. Oh. I mean, it was the worst, and uh, I, I just. I can't begin to tell you. Like, I understand how that stress and, and pressure sucks. And I'm just glad you're uh, locked in and doing your thing. You're a badass. We love you on the bench, brother. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. Congrats. I'm just glad you're rocking. You're the best in the business, Scotty. Always a thrill to come on. You know what a fan I am of yours. All right, Chad Dukes, uh, afternoons on the great fan, uh, 106.7 in D.C. They're getting ready for a postseason wildcard playoff game. It looks like Nats and Brewers. And they're playing to see where that game is. Right now, it would be in D.C. Hour number two coming up. Ken Sterling next on the Colts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.